Hey out there in mommy land, this is Mom Unfiltered. I am your host, Jacqueline. Today, we get to chat with a fashion mogul. This mom has found her voice curating accessories. Her unique style and the way she makes simplistic speak volumes, it will definitely capture your attention. She is the doting mother of an amazing son and a magnificent daughter. She works full time and is building her company Coco Centric, all while raising her children with their dad. Please welcome Latoya McGinnis. As you will hear, it took me a long time to get her first name right. So do me a favor, like, share, and leave a review on iTunes. Now it's time for our program. <laughs> Laura, if I could get your name right, we'd be good. I'm, yeah, just, I'm just point to me and I'll yes. say it. <laughs> no, I'm going to say La Toya. Oh, this is what happens when you just meet people and you're getting to know somebody. But this is Mama's filter, so after the third take, I'm just gonna let it go on. Okay. <laughs> so I'm here with Latoya, and forgive the background noise. We are in a quiet cafe, which I don't. They doing some. We I don't know what they doing right here. <laughs> but we are here. It took us a while. Um, we have a fashion mogul here. She is a fashion mogul. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to speak it into her existence yes, right now. <laughs> she has her own company based in the Bay Area. It's Cococentric. And we will be talking with you today about being a mom. So, how long have you been a mother? I've been a mom for 14 years. Woo-hoo! Almost 15. My son will be 15 on May 10th. Okay. <laughs> this is crazy. So, um... <laughs> Around that birth, when you were pregnant with him, what what went through your mind? Oh my God, I was terrified. Um, I knew, but I did know I always wanted to be a mother. Okay. And I was so happy with the man that I chose to get, you know, have a child with. Uh-huh. So that was exciting, and I felt safe. Okay. But I was terrified. I think mostly um, just carrying my child was the 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 part that was the most scary for mm-hmm. me like mm-hmm. my body changing and mm-hmm. just going through labor um, but I was excited about it but really really scared I felt I was 26 when I had my son um, but I just felt like I wasn't ready mm-hmm. even though you know that's relatively a good age to have a child absolutely um, it's a perfect age it's a perfect a age I but I just felt you know <laughs> I just felt like what am I doing you know, mm-hmm. um, but it all worked out. It has it, it had its bumps and bruises, mm-hmm. um, but it all worked out. And my son is full of love, and um, you can definitely tell that he knew, he is he knew that he was wanted. You okay. know, because he's so loving and he's so kind, um, and. Uh, he, he's only got nothing but love. Of, uh, I remember when he was in childcare, one of his childcare teachers would always say, he, he is, uh, Kefren is just full of love. You can tell he is love. Oh, wow. Which is cold word for he's spoiled. Right. <laughs> <laughs> really? Um, but yeah, yeah. 
And you have a daughter. And I have a 10-year-old daughter. Her name is Ma'at. Um, oh, what does that mean? Ma'at is the, um, it means balance. Oh, Ma'at wow. is a goddess uh, in Nubian Egypt, mm-hmm. and she's the, go- the goddess of balance. Mm-hmm. Um, there's seven principles of Ma'at. Mm-hmm. It's truth, justice, balance, reciprocity. Okay. So it's pretty much the equivalence to Libra. Okay. Um, but in ancient, in Nubian Egypt, when you die, you have to go and get judged in front of Ma'at. And if your heart is light as a feather, then you move on. But if it isn't, then you have to redo your life again. Oh, boy. So um, my partner and I um, studied Egypt uh, history. Mm-hmm. And both of our kids have African names from Nubian Egypt. Okay. Um, Ma'ad and Kefren. What does Kefren name. mean? Kefren means the morning sun. Okay. Um, his middle name is Nakti. Nakti mm-hmm. means strong. So his name means the morning sun is strong. Mm-hmm. And my daughter's name is Ma'ad Marie. And Marie is just um, really kind of like Mary, uh-huh. um, but it's spelled M-E-R-I. Okay. Yeah. So, wow, I um, really love that you thought out what your children's name were, was going to be. And, and, and speaking to that, how do you think they exemplify their names? Oh, my God. Um, Kefren is, Kefren definitely exemplifies his name. Um, because he is so quiet and wise Mm -hmm. in his group of friends he's always sort of like the Yoda of the group Uh you know he's like wise he always has like something positive to say Um, he's always just kind of been a quiet force um, which reminds you of like the morning sun the morning sun is quiet but it's the thing that wakes you up every morning you know it gets you going and my daughter um, is uh, Ma'at is every like she's just she is just the most intelligent little girl that you've you ever want to meet she's she reminds she could be a judge one day mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> since her name is like the judge right um, she knows it all you know I mean you can bring anything to her. She has amazing critical thinking skills. Um, she has social justice knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, she is just dynamic. Wow. Um, so I think that I do believe that they're carrying on their names really well. And they're really proud of their names, even though their names are different. And they've sometimes, you know, got made fun of because they are different. Mm-hmm. Um, but they... I think that that they are proud of it and that they are carrying carrying on the meaning of, of their names. And I hope one day they'll really take their names on and really try to study the philosophy and history of their names mm-hmm. so that they'll know, you know, why we gave them those names. Right, right. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, so spiritually, how were you raised in... Um, does that play a part in how you are raising your children now? Ooh, so I was raised. I was raised in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved to San Francisco when I was 14 years old. Um, I was raised in a very, very uh, religious back, a religious family. Mm-hmm. Baptist in the Baptist church. I sang in the choir. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to church every Sunday. Sunday school, all of it. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so when I when I grew up, I was running away from church. Okay. So um, I didn't want to raise my kids um, in that way because mm-hmm. I was raised so strict in, in, that, in that way. 
Um, so when I turned about 14 years old, I decided that I didn't, I think I was more like 16, I decided I didn't want to go to church anymore. Um, and my mom, of course, had issue with that because she raised us so heavily in church. Um, but I started seeking more of a spiritual path at that time. Mm -hmm. um, and I started reading a lot of books on spirituality, um, which sort of like turned me away from the re religion. And when I say religion, I mean um, uh, more so like organized religion. And also me growing up in the church, there are things that I saw that I didn't like. There are things that I experienced that I didn't like. So um, more so here in California. So it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. So when I had my children, I wanted my children to know God and I wanted them to have faith but I didn't want them to have to go to church and um, have to learn about God being outside of them. Mm -hmm. I wanted my children to realize that spirituality is about themselves and God is, they are God mm -hmm. and God is within them. They don't have to look up into the sky and pray to anyone. Um, and I wanted them to, to, to learn that, that God was, with them because if they knew that they knew that they had control of their destiny mm -hmm. and not someone else mm -hmm. um, so that's how I raised my children we raised our kids that you know for them to take ownership of who they were they were by knowing that they are gods mm -hmm. by knowing that there is a higher power but they're also equal to that higher power as well they have the ability to control their outcomes as well um, so when, when our kids were really young, we taught them that uh, early on, and they know that now. Um, they know that they can, they can pray, but they don't have to. They do pray, and they know how to pray, um, but they don't have to look outside of themselves for answers. You know, they have everything that they need within. <laughs> so the God within. Mm-hmm. And... You are a full-time accessories designer, mm -hmm. curator. How do you Part time. It's a, it's it's my it's it's full time because I'm always doing it. Um, but it's more or less a side hustle um, slash entrepreneur. Okay. Um, my full time job, I work as a brand ambassador for a for a startup called Birdies in San Francisco. So that's your bread and so butter. So that's my bread and butter. But your full time, your life work. My life that's work. What I'm my about. passion. Your okay. passion. That's that's full time. Because, that's Coco centric. Yeah. Yes. After after work. Yes. On, on the holidays. On the weekends. On the weekends. At lunch. You're doing all that. Seriously. So how so how do you work a full time nine to five? Mm -hmm. Your business, mm -hmm. which is just all encompassing, it's it's another member of your family. Yes. And so true. you're a half of a duo, mm -hmm. and you have two children that are into things. Yeah. Um, How do you balance all that? I balance it with an amazing partner, mm -hmm. um, and also I balance it, first and foremost, I have an amazing partner that um, gives me the space and autonomy to be able to do the things that I love. Um, and also, because I love it so much, I have to make space for it. Mm -hmm. um, because I went for a really long time putting all my energy and all everything I had into raising my kids, 
for so long. You know, there was a time where I was a stay-at-home mom for a little while. I hated that. <laughs> My God. You're not meant to be Ooh, idle. Lord. <laughs> um, but... Um, I, you know, I had a plan and my plan was once my daughter got into kindergarten, mommy was going to do what mommy wanted to do. Okay. And um, I just said that I was going to make it happen. You know, I, I, I don't know how I do it. It's like long nights. I don't get a lot of sleep. Um, when, when my kids go to bed, I'm up late working and... Um, I work six to seven days a week sometimes because when I'm not at work on the weekends, I have pop-ups, mm-hmm. I have events. Um, I have no idea how I do it. I really, truly don't know aside from the support of my family mm-hmm. and the passion that I have and the drive mm-hmm. and what and how much I love it, mm-hmm. you know, and how much I want it so much, you know. And so your children see you doing this. How do they mm-hmm. respond to... They love it. Um, they want to help. You know, my daughter, my daughter's always like, mom, can I come with you to your pop up, you know, or can I help you? Um, she's, I take her sometimes, but she's a little, she's still young. Mm-hmm. Um, she's still kind of like, I'm hungry, I'm bored. Like she's 10. So that's all they know is I'm hungry, I'm bored, mm-hmm. we're your phone. Yeah. Um, so, um, but she will help me make stuff and um, they, you know, they're excited, they're happy. You know, they're happy to see mom doing something that she loves to do. And, you know, they get excited for me. Um, And I think it inspires them to want to do something, do things too. Like my daughter wants to create, you know, now she's like making jewelry. And um, my son is like, mom, how'd you do today? How was your event? You know, Mm -hmm. did you make some money, mom? You know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, they're supportive and and they're excited. And I think it, it makes them happy to see me doing something that I love you know mm-hmm. yeah so you were blessed with your children how have they changed your life um definitely me having children made me be a lot more patient and more mindful mm-hmm. and also um it helped me to not have to be in control of everything um, because I grew up in a strict household, I grew up as the oldest girl in the family. I was always like mama to somebody. Mm-hmm. So I was always telling somebody what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when I had my kids, it gave it, it made me surrender to that because I really couldn't. I mean, your, your kids don't always do what you ask them to do. Absolutely. Especially me, especially mamas. You know, mm-hmm. they, they'll listen to daddy as soon as he say one thing. Right. <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, and you know, and I've always been like kind of a neat freak, like how you know how you were like I'm a perfectionist. That's that's how I used to be. Like I, everything has to be a particular way, or it needs to be cleaned, and all of that went out the door when I had kids. You know, so I had to really put my my shit in check. Uh-huh. You know, it was like it ain't gonna always be the way I want it to be. It's not always gonna be nothing. Ain't, you know, it's it's just not gonna be that way right. so it it just kind of made me surrender to the idea that I don't have control over everything um, and, it, and, it, and it was good for me because I was able to recreate something that I didn't have and create that with my family mm-hmm. um, I was my mom was a single mom she was married for a little while but it she wasn't in a series of great relationships and 
we were all affected in some way by men that she was with. Um, and I knew for myself that I wanted something different for, for my family. Mm-hmm. And um, just, you know, I think just being able to call that into my life and having, having that and just surrendering to um, allowing, picking a good partner, allowing him to be able to do the things that he was good at and I was able to do the things that I was good at. Um, I mean, even though it, it's tough, you know, um, and it's not always the way it seems on the outside, but, you know, we just make it work somehow, you know. Make it work. Um, if there was anything different that you had to do with raising your children or with having children, mm-hmm. what would that be? Um, wow, that's a really, that's the, when you, when you asked me the question to start, that was the one that I kind of got stuck on. Um, I think what it would be is, I feel like I would have got my career started first, mm-hmm. even though I, I still feel like I'm young, you know, um, and you are, <laughs> but I, I kind of feel like I wish I would have like got my career started first. You know, when I when I had my kids, I didn't really, you know, I had my first job out of college, which was, which was a good job. But when I got pregnant, I didn't go back because I wanted to stay home with my child. You know, um, so I think my career, I would probably put my career first. I probably would have traveled a little bit more, um, had more experiences. Um, and I probably, in retrospect, I probably would have introduced faith into my children's life in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, because even though I grew up in church and it was like really like all we did, I felt like all we did was go to church. Right, right. Um, I do see, I see them, I see how that helped me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I wish that I probably would have brought some sort of that sort of discipline, that baseline to my children. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of the things that I that I could that I feel like I could have done different mm-hmm. in retrospect. I guess career um, and sort of bringing that sort of foundational faith into their lives in the form of like some sort of organization. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what it may it may not even look like how you know, the type of church that we probably grew up in. Right. Something, right. something. Right. Yeah. I know, um, I grew up in Church of God in Christ and we were at, you know, church all day, <laughs> every other day for <laughs> exactly. most of my life and choir, Bible band and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I did uh, raise my children that way, but when I moved to rural Northern California, church was different mm. and it looked different and it was just different and so my children went from having to dress up to the nines stockings hair bows early dresses and everything to I get to wear jeans come as you are hey I get to wear jeans mm-hmm. and it was good for them because it took the the act of going to church and the now we're just seeking God. Mm-hmm. So now we're just seeking God in yeah. our lives. Yeah. So that was, yeah. Yeah, I remember that transition for us, for me growing up in San Francisco. Um, 
I, my, I was baptized at a church um, at First Union Baptist Church, which is on Golden Gate and Webster. Um, but I remember, and there everyone dressed up because it was a very traditional. But I remember that transition when we were started, when we were able to wear jeans and church started being a little bit different. Um, that was an interesting transition because it's so unlike how we grew up. You know, it was always like. You don't come to church with that on. Right. You better come to church with a skirt on, or yes. you know what I mean. Give God your best. Give God, give God your best. Mm-hmm. You know. But I remember when that changed, and I feel like when that changed, a lot of things changed with church. Actually, as far as um, just the you know just how people how you know it's a delicate thing mm-hmm. you know, and I think when when you start to change it and, and you know try to ch- move make things a little bit different, a lot of a lot of the essence about it changes too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, so what I mean by that is it's good and bad. There's mm-hmm. like good and bad in that. I'm pretty traditional still when it comes. I never felt comfortable coming in jeans or, you know, like I didn't, I didn't really like that too mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> being a fashion person, <laughs> I wouldn't think you would be. <laughs> like, <laughs> you have that flair to you already. Like, you got your hat on. Like, you guys should see her. She's got her gold bangles and her gold earrings. She's got her hat. I love her sweater. Thank you. The design of it. Like, you, like, you are intentional in what you what you were doing. Well, I'm going to Tony's play, yeah. honey. You know how she do it, too. So yes, gotta, my sister. You got to look good for her. <laughs> Jesus moment um, with being a mom and like a new mom or a seasoned mom because you've been a mom for 14 years so that's that's pretty good that's that's pretty good I always say look all my kids are still living I ain't killed any of them okay I can't keep a plant in the house but I still have living children I I think my come that I mean I don't know why that just came to me so fast I think my come to Jesus moment was when I after I had kids, I started losing friends. Ooh. I started losing a large social circle mm. of people that I, that, that I considered friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's because when I had my children, a lot of people were still just hanging out. Like nobody, my friends either had kids already, because some of them have had kids when they were in high school. Mm-hmm. I have friends who have grown kids. Um, and then some, there's like this middle group that had none who weren't even there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started losing a lot of my social circle, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, I was faced with, this is your life. So you have to choose. You're going to have to let them go and, and do the job that God gave to you, mm-hmm. you know, um, because I, I felt blessed to be a mom. It was a wonderful gift. And, and I knew that I would be a great mom. Um, because I had a, my mother was amazing, um, but I started losing a lot of people because I couldn't go out, mm-hmm. I couldn't hang out, I couldn't do things that they were doing. So people quit asking eventually, or they would start talking, you know, you would hear the talk behind your back, like, oh, she's gonna flake, or she can't ever do this or do that, you know, right. you know how that goes. Yes. Um, but that was definitely a come to Jesus moment for me because. 
Um, I've always been pretty popular in my social groups as far as like having like, you know, I have friends and um, I'm fun, I think, at least. I think I'm fun. I'm a fun person. I'm kind of fun. And, you know, I like to hee-hee and ha-ha sometimes. But I had to just face the fact that that was no longer my life and let those people go, you know. Um, and and it hurt, you know, because I was like, well, dang. Like, I mean, I, it's always going to be another day. Like, why are people acting out? Um, but for some people, it wasn't another day, you know, and they moved on. And I had to accept the fact that you really, it, you know, it's season, reason, lifetime. Right. right you know right. what I mean? Like people aren't going to be down with you like that, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but in the end, it was a beautiful thing because they weren't supposed to be there. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. So, I mean, it, it was real. It was real, mm-hmm. you know. Um so that that was really one of the most important come to Jesus moments, you know. People change because everybody is going through their own things, right. you know. And if you can't align with that, sometimes people walk away, sometimes mm-hmm. people stay, and sometimes, you know, sometimes you got those friends who ain't gonna be with you during that time, but they'll always be down for you, right? You know. So you really get that opportunity to see who those people are when you have children. You know, even if even if they can't be with you while you're doing everything that you're doing, you know that they're still a friend. Those are the ones that are your true friends. Right. You know. Wow. Ooh, that losing friends is. Ooh. <laughs> I didn't need hashtag no way. new friends. <laughs> Shoot. I don't need them. Exactly. Always lonely at the top, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Shoot. What do you think your life would be like if you didn't have the gifts of motherhood? Wow. Um, oh my God. That's well. What I what I think it would be like, and what it will actually be like. Oh my God. Um, I I probably wouldn't be living in the Bay Area because I've always wanted to like live in a different country. So I probably would be living somewhere else. Um, some island or somewhere um I'm sort of a loner (laughs) sort of I really am (laughs) it's just my nature um but I probably would wouldn't be living in uh, the bay area I'd probably be somewhere else um I don't know I mean I feel like me having kids really saved me Mm -hmm. I really honestly do wow you know because um the way the way that it was going it didn't seem like it was gonna be here where I am now you know and I'm thankful for where I am now because I've been through a lot (laughs) and and if it and and if it wasn't for meeting Corey the man that I you know my partner if it wasn't for him and us meeting and having children who knows where I where I would have been you know because we went through a lot of stuff with my mom and and I could have came, you know, I could have came out um, real angry, real fucked up, mm-hmm. you know, real just like off the hook, you know. Um, even though I was always spiritual early on, um, who knows where I would have been? I, I mean, I'm happy that I have that I have this journey of motherhood because. It probably would have took me longer to get to where I am now mm-hmm. if I didn't have children versus if, you know. Right, um, even if you, even, it would have took you longer 
longer, much longer. longer. Or you may not have even gotten here. Nope. If it wasn't for my kid, for me having children, it it probably would have took me so much longer. Because I look at some of the people that I know that that I was friends with and their journeys. And, you know, a lot of them are still on a journey Mm -hmm. that, you know... I mean, not so much, not necessarily bad or anything, and not to be, not to judge, but looking for that fulfillment. Just looking for something, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I think because I have my children, um, when I was 26 years old, I just felt like it just kind of accelerated my growth spiritually, you know, and mentally um, more so than if I wouldn't have had them. Because, you know, when you have kids, you kind of, and it's not for everybody. Like, some people don't slow down when they have children. Mm-hmm. But it's really, like, it really just forces you to just pause. Right. You can't do nothing. You can't go nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't, like, you have to just sit through it. You have to go through it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and it was really what I needed to be able to, like, pull all the things into my life that I needed. Mm-hmm. The therapy the the classes the books mm-hmm. the all that mm-hmm. like I mean after I had my kids when I had my son I went to school to, I, I started going to school for child development mm-hmm. because I wanted to know how to raise my child mm-hmm. you know I wanted to know about kids I wanted to know like what they needed because mm-hmm. <clears throat> there is no manual because there's no manual but I know my mama was hell of impatient with us she had five of us it was five five kids she was like all she all she said was go somewhere and I didn't want to be that go be sit that down somewhere parent. mama yeah. you know mm-hmm. like I wanted to be able to sit and have time for my kids and read them a book and just treat them like they were important too you know um, and a lot of mothers you know it's, if that's not what you know you you only do what you know right you know right. so um, and we all do the best that we can and my mom did the best that she could I just knew that what I wanted for my own children so I think with me having kids it really again it accelerated the growth that I needed to get to where I am today wow you know that's amazing mm-hmm. And so let's go back to your um, business. Tell the ladies, our mom and filter, where we can find you. Um, you can find me uh, at Coco Centric, C O C O A Centric, C E N T R I C, on my website, www.cococentric.com, um, on Instagram, Coco Centric, Facebook, Coco Centric, Twitter, Coco Centric, Pinterest, Coco Centric, uh, Tumblr, Coco Centric, any and everywhere, uh, Coco Centric. Um, if, if, you, if anyone's in need of styling help or if you have an event that you, you're going to and you need help with that, um, First and foremost, I'm a stylist, but I design jewelry as well. But Coco Centric, you can find me there anywhere. Yes, I have. <laughs> you know that is the brand. First, it is here. It is here. So, um, what is the greatest gift you want to give mothers out there who have walked in your shoes, or who are walking in your shoes, or who are, who's thinking about? You know, having a, a life of raising children and being an entrepreneur and having a full-time job, getting them to their full-time purpose. Mm-hmm. How would you, what gift would you leave them with? 
Wow, it's a heavy one. Um, I would just say to them that wherever you are, whatever you're doing, know that you are doing everything you can and you are doing the right thing. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, don't be afraid to build your community. Um, your community is not just your blood relatives. Um, I, I learned that because in 2006, when my son was two, my mom moved back to Mississippi. Oh, wow. And my heart, my like world was shattered because I'm like, my mama goes. Um, and I had no other choice but to embrace my friends. My friends became my community. I didn't have no family here no more. Um, so embrace your embrace your 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 girlfriends, your community. Open up to them. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, don't be afraid to tap your resources. Whatever you need to do to get in a community, if you have friends. Um, but know that you're doing everything you can. But just continue to strive and want more, you know, and and be able to picture yourself doing something else. Don't get stuck because it's easy to get stuck, especially when you feel like you don't have anyone and you don't have support, you don't have help. Just imagine yourself in that next place, in that next level, um, and keep fighting for what you believe in and what you love. The noise. <laughs> the noise is getting louder. It's getting louder. And look, he's got AirPods. I wish you guys could see this. So he's running the blender. And he's got his AirPods in. Oh, it's the blender. I thought it was the drill. It's the blender. It's the blender. Wow. And he's got the AirPods in. Like, he probably can't hear none of that. That madness. <laughs> Like, is he serious? Right. <laughs> but he is serious. <laughs> he's serious about that. But that is that, that that is the advice that I that I mean that's such an amazing question. It's such a great question. Um, you can write a book on that that question. Um, but that's that's pretty much what I would say. Don't be afraid to ask for help. I'm one of those people that don't like asking people for nothing. Don't like asking people for help. But I had to grow out of that real quick, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and like I said, my, my girlfriends and my community became my family, mm -hmm. you know. And I turned to them for support and help. And, you know, I mean, I have an amazing mother-in-law, too, but um, who helps us tremendously. My God. Um, but just not being afraid to ask for support mm -hmm. one of the most important things. All right, ladies, <coughs> you heard it here. We are going to... Thank LaToya for being here with us Thank today. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> it was so great. Got you all deep in San Francisco. I know. Like, this is nice. <laughs> I was like, I haven't been over this way in, in Lakeview, girl. <laughs> in a minute. I think the last time I was over here, I was chasing a beautiful young man I used to work with back in 2000. <laughs> he was being a personal trainer over. Oh, uh, okay. Here. <laughs> probably at the gym. Ashton and Ocean. Oh, right yeah, by the 24 hours. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like it, right? <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, hmm, this looks familiar. Mm -hmm. I remember Jewel Street. Yeah, Ashes everybody knows Jewel Street. Yeah, yeah. like, and Yeah, so 
That was awesome. It was good to meet you. Nice meeting yeah, you too. To Thank you. you so much. I know. I like stalk you. I was like, I want to be on Mom Unfiltered. No. <laughs> you are. You are on Mom Unfiltered. And yes, I, I truly believe that there's a woman out there that needs to hear your story. And I am so glad that she'll be able to hear it. Thank you. So thank, thank you for you. having me. I'm so excited to be a part. Thank you so much. <laughs> and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for tuning into our program. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and leave us a comment. I can't wait to see you all next week on Mom Unfiltered.